Blog Talk Radio. Tangle was such a beautiful love, love um, 
love uh, movie that she really enjoyed it, and she loved all the music in the music in the musical. She loved everything, and so that was the music for this week. So I encourage uh, any any parent out there that loves musicals and want to take their daughter or son to see a great movie that has music in it. Tangle is the one, and it's doing a great job. Matter of fact, it's uh, it's, it's, it's doing great in the box office. That's what that's what we have with with the music today. <laughs> Absolutely, I know it's the number two under Harry Potter. Did you did you see it in 3D or in the standard 2D format? I saw it in 3D. Kind of expensive, twenty five bucks out here again, but uh, it was well worth it. It was well worth it to have that event, that musical event with my daughter. I mean, she'll never forget it. And uh, you know, I thought Rapunzel was going to be boring. Uh, keeping it uh, underneath the. Underneath in the closet, I liked it. But don't tell anybody, uh, listening audience. I enjoyed the movie. I could go see it again. I don't want anybody else to know but you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's something that's been a little different from what Disney's been doing because the last decade, with their big animated hits, they've really been relying on Pixar, which isn't so much of a musical company and a musical animation studio. When they've been going away from like those long time traditional shows like the um like all the famous musicals they've had over the years, the Snow White, Cinderella's, Peter Pan's and even in the nineties the Lion King and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and the fact is it's like they're breaking it back but it was like in a different way because it wasn't it was a Disney movie, but it wasn't a traditional Disney musical like The Princess and the Frog a few years ago. So right. it's interesting how yeah. Disney keeps on running this world. All right, this movie is spectacular. It's just it's just it's beautiful. It tells a story. It, it gives hope, and it just tells America that we still have Disney, and Disney is still making those musicals. And that's the one thing we haven't talked about on the show, about the musicals. Maybe they're all coming back. You know, music is playing such a big role. Um, I think that the musicals are coming back. People, you know, they want to see things now in the movies other than just drama. You know, they want to, they want to be happy. They want to feel the music going through their blood. They want to feel the feel because that music brings the power and brings the it brings the life into the movie. And that's what I got out of Tangle. You know, um, at first I was like, Ian, uh, why am I going to see this movie? You know, but you know, when I got in there and I sat down and I watched it with my daughter. I mean, her eyes didn't come and ears didn't get unglued from the movie. She watched the whole thing. Uh, couldn't even go to the restroom. <laughs> no bathroom breaks. Now, I know up in, in the San Francisco Bay Area, it's not as big. The live theater community isn't as huge as it is here in New York with Broadway and even, like, in London in the West End. Have you taken your kids in the past or even yourself, like, seen any of, like, the Broadway productions and the traveling tours as they come to San Francisco and come to the Bay Area? Yeah, you know, out here it's a little different. Um, it's not as well-versed as the people in your neck of the woods. They, we, we're more sporting, boating, skiing type of environment out here where everybody's doing those things more so because you can get, you, you know, within three hours you can be in the snow and within three hours you can be at the beach. So kind of, people don't really go out to see some of the play in musicals. But there are uh, some that are uh, uh, that's been out here. Uh, right now, um, 
Believe it or not, they have uh, Shrek. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't. Uh, I don't know if that's in uh, New York or not, but right now that's what's over in San Francisco. Uh, you know the little yes, gingerbread boy. I know that it's been playing in New York for a while. I'm not sure if it's still there. It previously was the most expensive musical ever produced, but that was just beaten by Spider-Man. Really? We have yeah. the Nutcracker. You know, we're doing that one, and it's one more. But I didn't—I I didn't even think you would make it in New York. That was expensive to go to. What, do you know what the tickets were? Prices were like? I don't know, but I'm sure. I'm sure it's traditional Broadway prices. I myself. So I'm not don't go to as many Broadway shows compared to rock concerts or baseball games, but I know that ticket prices can be really high or really low. There's like the TKTS booth in Times Square where which has their resale of tickets and it's we definitely Broadway musicals are definitely an experience too. It's all well, we like on. Well, we definitely like to encourage the audience to take their kids to these musicals and support some of the actors and singers because there's a lot of talent there. And uh, I went to uh, a Circus Something out over here, Olay or, Olay or something. It was a great musical, and they have this thing in San Francisco where it's like a circus and you eat dinner with your kid, and, and they're doing all these magical things around you, and they get an audience participation, and they're singing these beautiful songs uh and so there's some benefits in taking your kids to that, to see real live events and real live people actually doing it in front of them. They appreciate the music a lot better when it's right in front of them. They realize there's a job to it also. It doesn't just come on Radio Disney, you know. Um, that's the other thing, Ian, um, my daughter's every day, she's got Radio Disney on, and uh, she's very paying attention to the channel out there, and I'm pretty sure they have Radio Disney in New York, and um, I let her. I let her do her thing in the morning to school. She she goes radio Disney crazy in the morning. So it's kind of funny, you know. <laughs> Excellent. And you know, what? we have our first guest coming up. So let's let's bring him on. All right, Parker, you're on the air here on Terrence Kids Music. Hey, good afternoon, Ian. How are you? I'm great. This is Ian here in New York, and and I'm going to introduce you to Jay, who's out in the San Francisco Bay Area. Hey, good afternoon. Just barely hey, afternoon out there, I guess. Yeah, we just got to the afternoon, but you're right on time. We're like 10 minutes into the lunching part of the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So um, here on Parents Kids Music, we speak to people about the relationships that they have with their parents, and if they're lucky enough to be with have feed parents with their children, about the music that they listen to and the musical health that they have and the relationships that are created because they've got similar music tastes or not as they get older. So, um, Parker, why don't you share with us a little bit about your background of listening to music? Well, you know, that's a great question. I mean, I I came from a family where I've got – I grew up with three brothers, and we were all individually very musical. As a matter of fact, my older brother, Fred, ended up going to Berklee College of Music and became Prince's chief sound engineer for a few years and recorded, produced a bunch of his albums and you know, did a lot in his music field. And you know, each one of my brothers individually had our own musical passions with bands that we liked and instruments that we played and bands we performed in. But it, it was kind of odd because... 
none of us ever really shared any of that with our parents. Like, you know, my parents had different musical tastes, and, you know, when we were growing up, it was still in the, you know, late 70s and early 80s. It was still turntables and cassette tapes, and, you know, the Walkman was just coming on the scene, and people shared music very personally or individually, and we didn't have a lot of, you know, sit around the table, listen to Groove Shark, share MP3s from person to person, and, you know, we never listened to music together, and we certainly never went to concerts together, so I, you know, I I, I, I kind of miss that, so I've got three kids my, myself now, and I've been trying to, you know, every day expose them to a little bit of music that I like, and I, I realized I was failing as a parent musically a few years ago when I said something about Pink Floyd to my son, who at the time was probably 11 or 12, and he said, Pink what? And I said, oh, my God, i got to go back and teach these kids <laughs> musical classics, and, you know, i got to do a better job putting stuff on other than pop. So we listen to a ton of music, and I'm starting to take them to shows, and, you know, I haven't taken them to anything that I would consider, um, you know, not good, not in good parent form, but... You know, we go to a lot of, you know, festivals, Newport Folk Festival and, you know, the Life is Good Festival and some of the ones that are, have some, you know, family entertainment as well as some music that I like that we can enjoy together. So, you know, I just think that that's so important that you get kids to, you know, listen to the pop because they're going to like the pop, um, but also listen to some other stuff and to kind of expand their horizons. Absolutely. So what I hear as a parent, do you feel like, in any ways that you're censoring them at all or allowing just things to naturally happen? Like, as you said about the pop stuff, like things are going to show up on TV, they're going to learn from their friends at school about what music they're listening to. It's like how, yeah, you know, the, the censorship's a good question. And, you know, my daughter who last year was having a birthday party, you know, we, we threw some tracks on and I, I was kind of DJing from my laptop and, you know, between pulling stuff down on demand from, you know, some of the, you know, web places that you can, you know, listen to music on the fly and Pandora and, you know, different MP3s that I had, you know, a couple of tunes came on that had a couple of words that I was like, oh, my goodness, I know, what are her friends going to think? You know, what are her friends' parents going to think? So I think, you know, I'm cognizant of when they're listening to music that they're not going to go home. You know, friends aren't going to go home, but as far as you know, stuff that they listen to in the house. I try not to censor too much because I, I was hung up on it for a while, but then you realize, like like you say, the stuff that they're exposed to on TV and surfing the Internet and YouTube, it's 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 not, you know, a swear word, a four-letter word here and there in a rap song, you know, not going to change them. You know, they know what is appropriate to say around the house and what's not. And So I don't get too hung up on, you know, R-rated lyrics and stuff like that. And do I censor them on, that's bad music, don't listen to that? You know, certainly not. You know, they've got their own musical tastes and stuff, but I'm trying to expose them to more than just, you know, the top 40 hits that come on TV and stuff because there's, you know, there's a great place for pop music and there's a great place for, you know, the artists that are in the forefront. But I think that everyone needs to be exposed to uh, more than just that. Cause a lot of kids think that that's that's it for music. They think what comes on whatever the local top 40 station is, they think that that's, that's what music is. And probably when I was 10 or 11, that's probably what I thought as well. So I'm just trying to do a good job of, you know, letting them listen to stuff that wouldn't necessarily come on the radio. Makes <laughs> sense. Jay, you got any questions for Parker? Yeah, so um, that's that's wonderful. So you you're trying to make sure you say, basically what you're saying, Parker, is they can hear the radio anytime. Here's some other music that you can listen to that's great, also. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, I try to I, I try to temper my criticism because you know a lot of the stuff that they like, a lot of the stuff the kids like, I just I, I can barely stand to be in the same room. You know, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a musical snob or anything, but I just I like more than just pop music, and I just can't stand some of the artists that are in the forefront now. So I don't. I don't criticize it. I let them listen to it, and I encourage them to listen to it. But I like. I like also exposing them. My, my daughter's. I've probably done the best job with my middle daughter, who's now 12. She's listening to all sorts of stuff. That her friends are like, huh? She'll throw on like. Uh, String cheese, or you know, still throw on certain bands, Ryan Adams and the Cardinals, or uh, I can't even dispatch all sorts of different bands that her friends are just like, where did you find this? And then when I find her friends dancing along to music or singing along lyrics to some bands that none of her friends had ever heard of, I, that that makes me pretty happy. And you know, they start saying, hey, Dad, can you get me the album of this person or that? I'm like, wow. <laughs> You know, stuff that's not on the radio that they listen to that they're asking me for. So I think exposing them to a lot is um, is a good thing, for sure. So, Parker, you have two daughters? Is that what it is? You have two? Yeah, I've got I mean, my You know, my, my littlest one, she's only six, so she's kind of just in the, you know, the beginning stages. You know, we've got music in every room in the house. I've got the Sono system and, you know, with the computers that we have and the iPods and, you know, the car and everything. We, we're always listening to music. So she's around it, like, for that, but I'm not yet kind of teaching her about music yet, like I am my daughter who's 12 and, you know, my son who's 15. Okay. Are any of those kids musically inclined? Like, do they, any of them play instruments? Um, yeah, they do. You know, my son um, plays the clarinet, my daughter plays the trumpet, and um, they both sing. And, um, you know, they both have an interest in music, although I think that, um, you know, they have other you know, sports and, you know, different interests that, you know, maybe take a priority. But they still they still enjoy performing and they still enjoy listening to music. So I think that that's important. Now, what about your parents? Did they, did they, did they uh, listen to the same music that you listen to or you guys like? Yeah, like, uh, I say, you know, like I say, growing up, I mean, music was always super important to my brothers and I. And as a matter of fact, even when I was... I, I can't remember. I guess I was a freshman in high school or something. And when Live Aid came to Philadelphia, I mean, I, I was just so into music. I convinced my parents. I said, "Let me fly down. I got to see that concert. I, I, I've got to see Led Zeppelin play. Wow. I've got to see Crosby, Stills, and Nash." And you know, and I, I just convinced them. And my parents were relatively strict. They weren't freewheelers by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, my parents knew that I had an interest in that. And you know, I was a big Pink Floyd head at that point, and I was, you know, I had an LP collection of probably 50 or 60 Pink Floyd, you know, bootlegs on vinyl. And they knew how much I liked music, and they let me go, and it was such a great experience. But, they, you know, they, they listened to music uh, like the, what was on the radio, and they had a couple of LPs here and there that they would listen to. But, you know, like I say, they weren't, uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of amazing that, uh, you know, my brother ended up becoming the musician that he is, and, you know, be, sound producer for Prince and stuff and the music became so important, you know, to me as well when uh when we didn't really have that parental uh involvement. So I'm not really sure how that happened. But now they didn't we didn't listen to too much music as a family. It was just all individual, but I just I enjoy it so much that I just want to share it something cuz it's something that I love. I want to share it with my kids. Now my question is um you said your brother was a sound engineer. That's very interesting to me. Did did he go to engineering school? 
Uh, did your parents help him? Well, he went to, he, he went to uh, Berkeley College of Music, and then um, you know he'd been in a couple of bands and started playing with some of the. He was out in Minneapolis at the time, and he started playing with some of the you know bands that did studio work. Because Paisley Park that Prince owns, that you know he does all his recording, and they also have other bands come and go. So he was constantly in the studio, you know, just doing as a studio musician, and then somehow fell into the job of you know an assistant and. You know, they liked what he did, and they liked his work product and his, you know, when Prince at 3 o'clock in the morning has a hankering to lay down a track, you know, you got to be there. He'll just call you up and say, I need you here. And Fred was always the one that was available and dedicated, and, you know, he just, you know, rose up the ranks and ended up becoming the uh, the guy for a while. Did you, did you go to any um, Prince's concerts? You know, like, was it, was it some bunny passes or some perks or some things? Did you enjoy your brother or you... No, he, you know, as a matter of fact, when my brother was out there, Prince wasn't performing at the time. He had just, uh, I guess this was, you know, late late 80s, early 90s, and, you know, Prince really wasn't on the road at, at the time, so I, I didn't get anything like that. You know, we'd get albums, and I'd get outtakes from the studio, and I'd get some, you know, at the time, I, I guess it was on Bat Tape or, you know, Burn CDs were just coming out and stuff. So we, we'd get music periodically, but... Uh, you know, no meet and greets and, and no backstage. Prince, Prince doesn't even really operate like that. He doesn't uh, he doesn't really have a lot of people that he'd be, hey, come on to my show type of thing. So I don't even think Fred ever went to any of his shows. <laughs> so, so, so no free purple underwear? No, not, not, nothing like that. I mean, I, I, like the the media stories of Prince's eccentricness are, are probably understated. He's probably a hell of a lot more eccentric than... Oh, and uh, very nice and kind person, but very, very introverted and and uh, doesn't like to talk to a lot of people. As a matter of fact, they weren't even allowed to call him anything. They, it wasn't you, you don't say yes, boss, or yes, prince, or yes, artist formerly known as. He, he just asked you to do something that was not a problem, and you just went about and did it. And you didn't approach him, you didn't talk to him, you just did your job. <laughs> What about, did your brother work with any of the other groups, like The Time or Jesse Johnson or any of those other groups from Minneapolis that might have came out of that era? Like I say, he performed with a lot of them because he was in a band called The Fables that was, you know, performed around and, you know, had a couple of albums and, a lot of uh, a lot of musicians would come in to record albums, and they'd need you know they'd need a bass player, they'd need a drummer, they just need you know they'd need a trio or or whatever in the in the studio. So he performed with a bunch of people, but he didn't really go on the road and perform as a you know a, a band member with any of the bands that came in. But you know, like a lot of musicians do in in a New York City or a Boston or a San Francisco, they all know each other. So so when when guy, you know guys doing a club show and. You know, he, he needs like a backup band. It's just like, hey, who do you know? And you know, you gig with someone one night, and you gig with someone the other night. So it was always interesting to hear, you know, who he played with and stuff like that. Now, was your brother as a sibling? Did you knew he was going to be musically inclined? Did you have, did you have a clue that he would be doing this at this age? And is it, is it the old? Oh, yeah, because even like back in junior high school, when it was the you know talent shows were coming up and stuff, it was you know his band was always a you know, the one that just left everyone's mouths open, and it was always, you know, in the garage until late at night, you know, jamming and practicing, and he just absolutely had a passion and just could, you know, he could, he was a type of guy that could listen to something once and then just play it on guitar, just, you know, like, just really, really hear the music and uh, just kind of work it out in his head without, 
you know, having to write it down or someone tell them what chords they were or everything. So we had a real, you know, a real great year and a love for it. And, you know, he went to BU, as a matter of fact, initially at Boston University. And I always thought it was funny that he didn't pursue the musical education. Then he got done with BU and, you know, he was in for you know, psychology or something or other and said, you know what, I need to go to Berkeley. I really have that passion for music. So I said, okay, I knew it was going to come around at some point. Do you, do you have a do you have uh, do you have brothers that play music or sisters or it's just him? Um, two other brothers who also were in bands, you know, bands that just performed, you know, for their own you know, for their own, um, you know, periodically a a club gig here or there, but nothing, um, you know, nothing like Fred. You know, my brother Steve was a who's a twin was a, a big drummer. And my younger brother Jonathan played sax and a couple of brass instruments, and myself, I was a trumpet player that you know played around quite a bit. So we all played different instruments, and we all did it through through high school and into college. It, you know, a lot of kids have an instrument and a love for music for you know their elementary grades or their middle school, and then you know high school comes along and you know, music kind of drops the wayside except for the listening. Um, but we all we all took the music through through the high school level at, at minimum. Did you did you guys ever jam together as a family? Like I'm on the trumpet, you're on the sax, you're on the drums, and you know. Yeah, you know, you know, like I say, it was all because we all had such a different interest. You know, I was I, I was into the psychedelic Pink Floyd, uh, you know, early '60s bands, and you know, my twin absolutely hated that, and he was into Jimmy Buffett and the Police, and you know, my my other brother was into his own thing. We all kind of had our own int- interests and kind of listened to our had our own favorite bands and. You know my my pop and you know Zappa and you know stuff that I at the time that I thought was awfully weird. How do you listen to this stuff? And now I'm looking back and thinking, wow, you know that he was ahead of his time. You know, as a matter of fact, I remember my brother had a little white pin on his jean jacket that said U2, and he used to wear it around. This is back when U2 was you know sleeping in the DJ's um, you know apartment in Boston and begging for airplay when they visit from Ireland and. You know, people would say, you three. You know, they didn't even know what it was. And, you know, Fred was off to the Orpheum when, you know, it was half sold out, not even half full, seeing you two. So he was definitely ahead of the curve on a lot of the bands where I was a throwback and, you know, liked the stuff from the 60s. So, yeah, we, I mean, we'd perform, you know, we'd play a little bit here and there, but not not, 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 a, not a ton. So I was going to ask you, Parker, um, how much influence are you on your daughters? Like, uh like you know, what I'm trying to say is, are they are they going to be playing instruments? Are they going to be bringing violins home? Are they going to be? Oh uh, well, like I say, I mean, we, we we've absolutely supported my my daughter, who's the most musical of all. Um, you know, she's been in regional competitions, and you know, we've driven her places, and you know, paid for the private lessons, and I, and I'm constantly, I'll grab her iPod at night, and I'll like dump on, you know. 15 or 20 tracks, and I'll just let her discover them. I won't say what I put on it. So she'll be surfing through her iPod and, at some point and see a new band or see a new track or see something. And So I'm always uh, peppering her with more music and, you know, and kind of encouraging her. And, we're, you know, we're, we've always got music on in the house. My wife is, you know, periodically like, you know, we've got to turn it off. It's 11 o'clock at night. There's <laughs> always music going. So we're always encouraging that. Have you have you have you taken them to any events, musical events like you know shows, concerts, uh, music? Say, I mean, we've been to. Um, I just I just took my daughter um, to the Life Is Good uh, festival here in the Boston area at the end, you know, a couple months ago because, you know, she she really likes Jason Mraz and he was one of the, uh, 
he was one of the headliners on the closing day. But you know, we were able to see a you know a bunch of you know great Doctor Dog and Donovan Frankenetter and um, I can't even remember who else was there. Now we've been to the Newport Folk Festival and you know we've been to we've certainly been to the American Idol tour. You know, and she's been to Justin Bieber, and, you know, she's been to Hannah Montana and some of that stuff when she was littler. So, you know, like I say, even though it wasn't my choice, it was good to see her there enjoying concerts because I, I didn't really start going to concerts until I was in high school. So I thought it was uh, – I think it's great that she's been to a, you know, dozen or so events already, and she's only 12, and same with my son. Right, 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 right. Wow. Well, you have a you have a high musical health. I like that. You know, your health is an A, Ian. <laughs> We're, 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 we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we have our next guest waiting to get on. So, um, Parker, any final thoughts here today? Here oh, that's it. You know, like I say, I'm just, you know, I, it's just so much fun. It's, you know, music is, I, I think, a part of everyone's life. And I think it's just a great thing um, and a great topic of your show. And I think it's great to share it with your kids. So I encourage uh, everyone to do it. Right, Excellent. Thank, thank you so much for joining us today. Okay, well, I'll keep listening. Bye-bye. All right, bye. And now, now going from Boston to Los Angeles, Jesse, you're on the air. Hey, Ian, how are you? I'm great, Jesse. This is Ian in New York, and we got Jay out in California, up in the Bay Area. How are you today? Doing good, hey, doing good, enjoying, enjoying your show so far. Absolutely. Wonderful. So you sent me a text message about you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so tell us about your experiences just growing up and with your parents and where you are now as an adult in LA when it when it comes to the music that you've been listening to in your life. Um growing up, you know, music was definitely around. It wasn't um like playing all the time in the house, but definitely and, you know, I would listen to my own music and, like, in car rides, um, you know, it'd, it'd be a little bit different. You know, if I'm in, was in the car with my mom, she'd probably have the oldies channels on and uh, listen to 60s uh, Supremes and all that good stuff. And then, uh, you know, with Dad, it'd be a little more classic rock, kind of a little air clapped in. Um, my mom was into James Taylor. Um, Dad had Jim Croce and kind of create clear water. Um, and then I, you know, we would, um, my mom would also kind of, not heavy into musicals, but she liked a couple here and there, so that definitely influenced me. And um, I definitely feel like I took uh, away from both of them and, and still, still enjoy a good James Taylor uh, music. I actually saw him this summer up in the Bay Area. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> So definitely, music, cool. music is definitely important, and uh, you know, I'm I'm glad I had it growing up, and glad that my parents, you know, exposed me to a couple of their favorites along the way. Absolutely. Yeah, Jesse, I have a question. Like you say, your parents exposed you to this. Did, you, did they have an album collection or eight track tapes? Or how does this work? Did um, they they, like- they definitely, you know. Um, they didn't really have any ta- They had a few tapes in the car, but um, they definitely had um, a, a, a decent album collection. Um, so I definitely remember, you know, I'd be home alone, 
you know, they, they were still at work. I had just gotten home from school. And I definitely go through some of their albums. Um, definitely a couple that pop out are the Beatles' Let It Be album. I definitely listen to that. And I probably listened to that before they shared it, you know, with me. So I, I found it and, and um, loved it on my own first. And um, that and the musical Hair, they had that record. Um that was always a good one to put on. And they had a little Carly Simon. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So they, they had a they had a kind of, you know, they they grew up in the 60s. They were like high school, end of the 60s in college. So they, they definitely were affected by that time period, I would say, overall. Um, so that definitely carried down onto me a little bit, for sure. I have a question I've never asked anybody yeah. on the show. I wanted to know what type of uh, record player did they have? The one with the lights in it was like everything built in the A track, the record player, and the radio thing. Or did they just have a record player? You know, because uh, <laughs> they had. Oh goodness, I I know they had an old record player, and then we got a newer one, like one that was built in the '80s, so it definitely had some of the lights and stuff on it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they had the basic stuff. They had the basic stuff. Right, because, you know, when those things, when I was a kid, uh, Jesse, when those things broke, you had to carry the whole thing to the repair shop. You couldn't, like, just take the record player out. It was a kind of a hassle, so it was better just to buy a new one. <laughs> exactly. I think when ours finally broke, that was kind of when they stopped listening to records. They're like, okay, let's get the tape deck. Let's get the, you know. Um, so I go, you can't really play a record on that. Sorry. We have it, but it doesn't work. <laughs> So, so did they keep these records in a secret place? Like my my uh, dad, all his records were in a secret place, and it was like a do not touch or you you die, you know. And I still would go, you know, seek uh, one out. They were they were out kind of in general. I mean, they weren't like obviously displayed, but they were you know where where the TV or the where the entertainment system stuff was. It was there. Um, I definitely want to go back when I'm going back home at the end of the month and. Um, kind of look through some of their old stuff and 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 some of their records. So I think they're I don't think they're tucked away. I don't think they're not packed down in the basement. They're still out upstairs somewhere. <laughs> now, do you uh, have any yeah. brothers? Do, do um, you have any brothers? Older sister. And, um, and I didn't really take much from her. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we definitely have our own musical taste. Um, I think I'm more into the music or at least more outgoing about my musical uh, preferences and, and, you know, hey, get me that CD or get me that record for Hanukkah, whatever, and, you know, she wasn't really, she, you know, she sang in the chorus choir in high school, but in terms of music, it was definitely more, I think I got that that, uh, vibe, Um, yeah. Wow. Do, do you play an instrument yourself or anybody in your family? I, I do not. I attempted to. I, <laughs> um, when I went to camp, I definitely attempted. I, I brought the guitar with me, and I took a couple lessons at camp. And uh, I think had I been good at it, I probably would have followed through. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm more of the okay. sit back and listen uh, at home or go to a show or something kind of guy. Um, definitely, you know, I, I definitely appreciate the 
work and effort that it puts into uh, playing playing an instrument. Right. So do you do you have any like like kids or nephews or? I do not know. <laughs> none 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 to uh influence yet, but um definitely when that day comes I definitely, you know, wanna have music around the house and um will definitely be encouraging encouraging my kids, you know. Music art it's definitely important. It's definitely a great outlet for kids to have. Um you know, it's definitely I would say it's an essential part of you know, being, and I would want to instill some sort of musical taste, genre, whatever, onto any kids that I have. Okay, my 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 other question to you is this: Do you share in any in any of the new technologies? Like, do you have, do you own an iPod or do you? Do I have um, I have an iPhone and an iPod, um, so it's great, you know, because. I'm definitely more of a, I, I like um, soundtracks a lot, so I want to, you know, go into movies, and it's great to be able to have my iPhone and download something right after I hear it, you know, go to a movie and hear that soundtrack or something. Um, or if I'm out in a bar sometimes, um, I'll hear something, and I'm like, oh, cool, you know, so I'll, I'll download that right onto my iPhone. Um, then I have a... You're a big fan of Shazam? I've used I haven't used the paid version, so I use it on a limited version limited basis. Um, but I like it. It's great. It definitely turned me on to a few new artists and a few songs that I otherwise wouldn't have been like I would have heard it, walked away and that would have been the end of it. But with Shazam, um I was able to hear something I like, got got the info about it and then shortly thereafter download it. That's that's what I'm saying. Most of the music is going to apps. And programs and stuff, everything is going to the app. So it's great that you shared that with our audience. They know you can go to the movies, and then you can immediately enjoy and experience the songs you just heard in the movie uh, with these new exactly. apps and stuff. And that, that's exactly. great that we have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, left, uh, I left the movie the other day, and within like five minutes of leaving the movie, I downloaded that soundtrack. Like, now, like. A couple of years ago, I would have had to wait, and I might not have bought the soundtrack right away, or I might have hemmed and hawed, but, you know, I heard it, and I got it, you know. So that was, that was that, that definitely new, nice new technology feature. Yeah, that's great. So have you, do you have a favorite, your favorite band? Like, if you had to pick your top three, what would be your um, top three band? Well, I, def- I definitely like solo artists. Any time I'm asked a band question, I probably have to go with my old favorite, and Ian probably knows this one, um, Rusted Root. Um, uh-huh. They're just a great, great live band, and I always enjoy listening to them. Um, after them, I probably go with a bunch of solo artists. Um, there's this great artist from Vermont, uh, a guy named Gregory Douglas, who I have, like, all his stuff. He's a singer-songwriter. Um, then after that, after those top two, it's probably, like, you know, Annie Lennox, James Taylor, um little Janet Jackson in there, Madonna. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely kind of all over. Um, but those are probably like my top four, Rusted Root, Gregory Douglas, James Taylor, Annie Lennox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, this is this is great that we're talking. 
Also, absolutely. It was maybe about ten years ago when I was with Jesse at a Rustin Root concert, and it was a general admission floor, and we made it to the front row, and it, it's just really good just seeing live music, really just actually seeing the musicians, and it's something you just can't beat. Exactly, exactly. And I've, I've seen Rusted Roots out three or four times, and almost every time I've gone up to the right up to the front, and that live experience and seeing just how they move and how the audience move, um, it's invigorating. And to go back to the point of kids, like I definitely want to pass on the moment of euphoria of happiness that I've gotten like at their group concert onto those, you know, onto them. Because um, it's amazing. Live, it's great listening to music at home, but definitely going to a live show is, you know, just brings it to the next level. Right. Right. So we have our final guest who is um, in the queue. So any final thoughts, Jesse, here on Parents Kids Music? Um, your parents and how it's become. Well, you know, we thank you for joining us today and thank just you guys. Thank you. sharing thank sharing your background and um, you have an excellent day out west. We thank you. You guys have a great day too. You too. All right, Jesse. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Now we've got our final guest. Yes, I was announcing our final guest while Jesse was still on the phone, and I heard a click. Okay, then Jesse is an old friend of mine. And we've had two pretty good guests today with Parker and then with Jesse. And mm-hmm. now just give me one second. And now we're introducing um, Ava is about to join us. She is the owner of a website called busybob.com, and she also has a web hosting business, avahosting.biz. She's used to work in the music industry and promoting it. So now we're bringing on Ava. So, hello, Ava, you're on the air today. You're on Parents Kids Music. How are you today? Hi, doing good. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. We're glad you're on. I see you've been listening to the whole show. I'm Ian here in New York and Jay out in California. And what have you picked up so far today? Um, yeah, I've pretty much listened to the whole whole show. I got it a few minutes late, I think. Sorry about that. But um, you know, I my daughter is eighteen. I kind of feel like the old lady in the group. But I really yeah. wish that there was something in like this when I was raising my daughter. I was homeschooling her and trying to look for all kinds of music and people to help me out. And there was really nothing back then. So this is really great. That's wonderful. Well, we yeah, we we wish that you could have brought your daughter on the show too. We encourage that too, because just to you know, her side of her side, her point of view would have been great. Right. Well, I told her about it. Hopefully, she's listening. Oh, so hi out there. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Jacqueline. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's interesting. I grew up um, with a father who is Israeli, and we didn't really listen to a lot of Israeli music but people assume that I know all that kind of stuff, and I really don't. But as I got older, I started to listen to more um, different genres and different countries, and I wanted to teach all of that to my daughter. Um, 
And as I said, I homeschooled her. So what I tried to do, and I think I accomplished it, was to really give her a broad spectrum of knowledge about music, much more than I had already known myself. So um, as a parent, you really can't know everything. So what I tried to do was get every kind of music that I could into her ears. Um, She got an iPod a couple years ago, but... You know, there was, I mean, little girls go through their own phases, you know, with Radio Disney. I can't tell you how many hours I spent listening to Radio Disney. And she knew every single word of every song, which got a little annoying after a while. You know, I was trying to listen to um, my classic rock and, you know, old stuff and teaching her about the Beatles. (laughs) And she was listening to Radio Disney. and, And then all of a sudden she got into dancing. And she was just phenomenal, just listening to everything and dancing to everything right with that rhythm. She got it right away. And um, and now she's an awesome dancer, and she's doing belly dancing. And I'm like, where did you get that? <laughs> so I don't know how, how that happened. You, know, so you can teach them all you want, but they're going to pick up what they want to pick up, and they're going to learn what they want to learn and be into what they're going to be into, especially as teenagers. So that's my big advice, I guess. What's up? So she decided to do that, but you didn't have any influence over it? You know, kind of maybe you were doing sit-ups one day or something when you were working out? As you had, sure you didn't have anything to do with her being a belly dancer? Or? <laughs> um, I think, honestly, now that she's 18... She might be, she won't admit this, but she's kind of thinking about her culture a little bit. And um, it's not really my culture, but more of my my father's family's culture. So she'll listen to, uh, like, Hebrew music, and she'll listen to Midas Yahoo, which kind of blends the uh, the Israeli stuff and the hip-hop stuff and the rapping that the kids are listening to now with, um, with the dancing that she does. And I, you know, it really did not come for me. <laughs> I don't know any Arabic music. I don't really know all of the new alternative music that she listens to. She got that on her own and from her friends. But if you look at her, she really doesn't look like the hip-hop kind of, you know, tough girl type. But she's out there and she's she's busting the move, you know. Well, my question is, when she's dancing, are, are, is, she, are, is she using live musicians, some of the traditional instruments from Israel? Is, are she dancing to, like, more of uh, the new kind of, like you said, is she using any of the old the old music and the, and the live instruments? Because it's kind of wonderful when they have the live instruments there in front of you and the tabla and all the little things that go along with that. Is she, is she, is she oh, no, she's live? high tech. She's high tech. She's high all tech. iPod. <laughs> You say iPad, iPod. iPod. Okay, well that's that's wonderful. Did, so, when she was coming up, did you encourage her to be a dancer at least? Oh, absolutely. She was so great at it. You know, I really I couldn't hold her down. So she okay. was dancing okay. to anything that she heard, basically. Okay. And what? what and, and when she arrived. On the planet, was she dancing like when the doctor got her and she was just dancing right there as an infant? <laughs> yeah, pretty much from the beginning. She was she was dancing while she was learning how to walk. 
<laughs> and I had music on all the time. Okay, that's so cute. Is, is there anybody else in your family that might be musically inclined or dances or, you know? Uh, well, my grandmother, who lives with me now, she's um, she's 80, 88 years old, and she's constantly singing and dancing. So, um, so she, I don't know how much of an influence she had on my on my daughter uh, recently, but when she was young, she was always, you know, singing nursery songs to her, and she's still singing them to me. So I'm sure my daughter has some benefit from it. Okay, and then do you sing? No, not at all, and I'm not going to try. <laughs> I don't want my listeners to go away. What about, did you take your daughter to, like, um, dance musicals, or did she go to dance class? Did she learn ballet? Did you do something that you did that made her want to do this? Like, did she take tap dancing, anything? You know, oh, yeah, she while... she was already performing at four years old okay. from dance class. Wow. So, so basically she was, I was like I said, I was homeschooling her. So I really exposed her to many different things and many different classes and workshops Constantly, so as soon as she she said the word dance, basically she was in a dance class, and um, and she performed a couple of months later, and she was one of the youngest kids in the class, and she was so talented, even at four, that the director allowed her to be in the class because she was really too young. Most of them were about I think five or six, already in first grade, and she was allowed to to start performing and taking lessons because she really did it well, because she could really feel the music. Has she, has she been in any videos or any things where she's uh, being seen dancing to show her talent? Like, is there something that people could see her perform? It might be on YouTube um, or, you know. You know, I don't know her YouTube account right now, but if um, if people log on to busydeskmom.com, I'll send them the links. And I'll put up a video. And actually, if, if you'll allow me, I'll do a little contest, if that's okay. Can I do a giveaway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, so let's do this. The first person that signs up on busy-mom.com and tells me that they heard me on the show and says something that they like about the show will get a free T-shirt. Oh, that's wonderful. I might call myself on right. that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be a mom. Well, Jay, I've already beaten you. You have to be a mom. <laughs> you already beat oh, me. Oh, no. You're quick. You can, be a, you can buy a T-shirt. We definitely okay. we love that. <laughs> but um, she, what's interesting is she um, she was homeschooled until she went into high school. And then they have this program called SYNC where all the, the high schools compete for the shows, the big school show. And she was the choreographer for all four years of high school and the main dancer. And now she's attending University of Massachusetts at Amherst, and she started the uh, the new hip-hop crew, which they never had at the University of Massachusetts before. So I'm sure there will be some videos out there. I know she has videos, but um, if you want to give my Facebook link. Actually, you can find me on Facebook, too, Busy Mom. Dot com, Facebook page. Uh-huh. I'll post a link up there too. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! That's uh, yeah, 
You, you sure she didn't get none of this time? What about her father? Did he dance? Did he, like, tiptoe to the tulips? Or did he? Because I don't understand how she just all of a sudden got great. Like this, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in her blood. My father will say it's in her blood because my father dances a lot. But he dances, like, you know, mambo and cha-cha and, you know, old Spanish music type of stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, singing be- singing Besame Mucho. And, um, and, yeah, she just, she had it in her from the beginning. But she can dance Especially to any kind of music. She dances to anything, okay, anything good. at all. She could do it. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to check out that channel because I'm very interested in, and I would love to see her dancing. And um, okay, I mean, this is this is what this show is about, you know, music, entertainment, dancing, parents, and how they interact with their kids, and and you got you got an activity that she's stuck with because you know kids get bored real quick. And from four years That's old right. to You have 18, to change it up. Right. You have to keep changing right. it up. And you know what? They could be an active um, participant in one thing one day and love it and hate it the next day. So you have to be ready to, you know, not to get a year contract at any dance school or any music classes and show them all different kinds of instruments. Um, I mean, I bought her a keyboard. She never hardly used it. Maybe she used it for about a month. And um, I used to play guitar when I was a teenager, and I still have that guitar. And she's had my guitar in her room for the last, you know, 18 years. And um, I think when she was 16, she picked it up and she wanted lessons, and she started playing a little bit because she met a guy who liked the guitar, and so she started playing. (laughs) You know, it all depends on, on the kid. You can't really force any of your likes and interests on your kids. And then they'll do the opposite. Right. That's good to share that with our audience because, in other words, in other words, let them have the choice. You empower them to have the choice to do what they want to do. You just put it out there for them. Absolutely, but be ready. You know, have some things prepared. Oh, oh, you like that kind of music? Let's go check out this website and hear a little bit about it. And um, I mean, there is such great resources out there these days that, you know, that weren't there even a few years ago. Even like our cable TV, they have music choice. You could pick a channel and pick one kind of music and listen to that all day long and see if you like it. Or you could flip the channel and hear another kind of music. Or you could hear music from another country. I mean, with, even with blog talk radio, you could hear anything from anywhere. So right. you have no limit to your opportunities to learn. Did, 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 now, my question to you, did you take her to, like, ballets or any type of dancing events, musicals, so she could see other dancers or the Nutcracker? or anything where she sees her? So she took so the dance classes all throughout her life. Wow. So, yeah, so so she's taking ballet. What? Uh, is there is there a, uh, something you can leave us with, like the last ballet you took her to? Did you, can you remember any of them that you could leave an audience with? So uh, maybe somebody else out there is aspiring to be a dancer, they might want to go check out this certain ballet. Um, the Nutcracker is good. Okay. And um, Alvin Ailey, their their current artistic director, is leaving, so now is the best time to to go see that. And um, what else? Check out Martha Graham's documentary. Uh huh. That's very educational. Also, 
Um, trying to think of something else. Yeah, there's always things on like Channel 13, you know, public access channels, documentaries on choreographers. Okay. Those are very good. Has she ever, um, like, you know, so you think you could dance and wanted to, to, to try to go out and compete? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> as soon as she heard about it, she was watching that show, and she wanted to audition as, as soon as she turned 18, but then she went to school in Massachusetts, so she never okay. got around to it. But I'm sure she will. And she'll probably get on, too. That's cool. I would love to see her. So we're going to, and, and what's your name of your website again? Busy-mom.com. It's busymom.com with a dash. Busy-mom.com, Ian. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check busy out. Busy-mom. I'm, like I'm, I'm like you and me, Jay, because we might be busy, but we're not moms. Uh, so yeah, mom, dad, moms are double busy. Can <laughs> dads check it out, too? Or I can't really check it out. Is it okay, uh, Ava, for me to check it out? Well, dads are not really going to get much out of it unless your mom. <laughs> but you okay. can check out my other website. <laughs> AvaHosting.biz is great for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, Ava, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Right, have an excellent day. You too. Bye. All right, bye. So, Jay, another beautiful show here on Parents, Kids, Music. We have three different guests just going in different areas. Yeah, we had Parker, Jesse, and Ava. All of them were great. And uh, this is what's good about this show. People can participate and share their experience with their kids and with their, and with their parents. And I think people are liking this. And I'm liking it. I'm enjoying this. This is wonderful. I'm, I'm, this is a, I'm loving it as well as... As it makes me excited for one day I can have children of my own and just being able to expose them to music. And like with Parker's outlook where he introduces them to the music, which he likes, but at the same time he doesn't ignore that you've got the pop culture happening and that and that the kids are going to learn, find discover music from their peers and from their friends and... And it's not so much about blocking, but but showing or on an early age that there are alternatives and there is there's a history of music. Like this is probably I think, I think it's one of the biggest times for music right now because you have so much, so many musicians out there, and the internet makes it easier, even though even though the corporate machine might only be able to promote a certain amount or a certain brand so they can sell the most albums, the music's out there, and I love that. Yes. And Jay, how it's about a, you? I love that, and there's so much out there, and there's so much that hasn't, hasn't been uh, ported over to CDs, so you can find even albums and A-track tapes that never have been CDs, never got a chance. So just go out and enjoy it and have a great musical health. I love that. You know, things out there don't know. Absolutely. We're running out of time, so thank you for listening today on Parents Kids Music. And you have an excellent day.